Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nerd News Now on a very cold and no power day in most of the USA. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Um, things you should know first, most shops aren't going to have their comic books, so that's going to be interesting. But it did allow us to have some time to sit around and figure out what was going on in the news around the web. So I'm going to bring on my friends Kyle and Brainy, and we're going to chat it up. Hey, everybody. Hi, my friends. Okay, so Brainy's in sunny California, so he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Kyle is <laughs> deep in snow in Ohio, and it's like, you big baby. Right. right. I'm in Ohio where this is normal-ish. Now, I will say, we're uh, right now we're getting snow at a rate of about two inches an hour, which wow. is a little heavy for us, but not, not, not anything that our massive infrastructure that revolves around snow can't handle i'm jealous um <clears throat> we we uh, we have a what 60 some degree weather here bright and sunny so um funny enough i i, I have a friend who moved from here to texas and the post he's making is it's making it sound like it's apocalyptic you know <laughs> he's, he just does not know what to do with the snow well, I mean, so honestly, it's not the snow. It's really not the snow. The problem is, is that it's, you know, it'd be eight degrees tonight and all the power and grid is down. All the powers are, yep. We don't know what to I'll do with that. You, you can move and down there's to no California. Open or anywhere to go buy anything. So if we wanted to go get supplies, <laughs> nope. So what you're saying is send provisions or at the very least linemen? That's right. Just, just fly stuff over. Although just I did, I do send... have to say that that old meme about Waterbury always open no matter what is totally true. Because I drove by today at my one mile per hour or whatever, trying to get to the store, and there was a line like all the way out to the highway for Waterbury, which was the only place open. Wow. So. Uh, around here, the thing you do, because we lose power for other random reasons, you know, um, it rains too much, it tornadoes too much, trees fall over just randomly, um, you know, that kind of thing. Do you all not have generators attached to your houses? Is that just an Ohio, Michigan, Indiana thing? We don't yeah, lose power as much as you guys do. Yeah, yeah I mean, we we'll lose power just... Some I of used to routinely um, have to have bring your own flashlight sales at the store because we would lose power, not for anything other than the fact that squirrels. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we'd have a bring your own flashlight sale so you could dig through long boxes holding your flashlight over them. I think Ohio needs a new electrical infrastructure. Squirrel proof? <laughs> Um, yeah, this is actually a perfect time to test, out a, test out to push their uh, batteries. Uh, I think they're going to, Elon Musk is going to be knocking door to door in Texas right now, going, hey, we have batteries. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down for Elon Musk battery for now. Here are 7 million AAAs. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really thankful a store that's on a different power grid than everybody else is on. I don't know how I lucked out in this way or Providence watched over me or whatever, but it means I get to sleep in semi-warm. It's not the best heater in the universe, but. Guys, you might be able to hear it if we get really lucky. I don't have my good mic, but we're experiencing a only Ohio Midwest thing. We have thunder snow right now. Oh no, I've been in a thunder snow. Yeah, like it's. It's like Hulk Hogan in that Rocky movie, except instead of lips, it's snow, and it's just as loud. It's it's thunder snow is awesome. When we get a snow NATO, that will be the that will be the end all. Does that happen, snow NATO? Uh, we haven't had one yet, but there was one in Iowa, Kansas, Illinois this afternoon. Wow. Uh, one of those some somewhere out west, but we've not had one yet, but we totally could. It's totally possible. 
And it's funny because we're totally prepared for this kind of weather here in the Ohio's, except that you wouldn't know it if you went to the grocery store. Um, <laughs> because they have product there? <laughs> well, yeah. But, like, I'm in the bread aisle and, like, 97-year-old women are trying to elbow me in the throat to get to the Wonder Bread. And you're going down the you're going down the milk and eggs aisle, and it's like it looks like it's post Hunger Games. Or you're in The Walking Dead, except for the one Karen that's complaining to the stock boy that they don't have organic whole grain oat milk. I'm like, there are people here trying to kill each other over the last loaf of Wonder Bread, and you're worried about <laughs> organic oat milk? Come on, lady. So, so what's the both of you are saying? I should actually send you guys some care packages. <laughs> no, I'm good. We're well, gonna get you, you got into a fight with a, an elderly woman for a wonder bread. Hey, but I got two loaves. I got two loaves. All right. You, if you're gonna come after me after some wonder bread, you better bring some dudes. So they better uh, be should, MMA fighters. You know. <laughs> should we not be surprised if the cops come knocking on your door for assault on an elderly woman? <laughs> no, if I get hauled away right here in the middle of this show, you'll know why. <laughs> but no it was crazy and then it's like you get to the areas where you'd think people would be stocking up where they have like the salt and the snow shovel and the you know that kind of stuff ghost town you need to get pizza rolls guard your neck <laughs> you need to get a snow shovel you're fine so no lie Kyle I gotta tell you this story I saw this in our local like Craigslist or Woodlands, you know, offer up or whatever. There was actually a person who posted up a, you know, honest to goodness snow shovel of some kind of brand, some plastic brand that looked like it was a good snow shovel. It's leaning up in their garage and they're like $350. This is the top of the line snow shovel if you're from the Midwest. And it just says, the post just basically says, we know what we've got. <laughs> Well, it's like you're talking about you're talking about your you know your your heater problems, and uh, I have one spare heater, two spare, three spare heaters just sitting here. Nice, just in the house, like just chilling. I got a fireplace over here, heater built into the ceiling. Like, <laughs> you know, we're totally prepared for it to be snowpocalypse. Mm -hmm. Um. But we're not prepared for a run on bread. That's what I've learned today. <laughs> Don't you guys bake your own bread, Kyle? Uh, no, I can do a great many things, but uh, bread is not one of them. So what else we got? Uh, actual news? Yeah. Well, I mean, we can start with Zack Snyder said some stuff. Um what does Zack say? Well, I don't know because the headlines are just Zack Snyder says and a like thing. And then another headline was Zack Snyder says and then a thing. And then another thing was Zack Snyder says and then a thing. And they're totally unrelated. <laughs> so like, basically. Tom, is it Justice League related? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you'd think, you'd think if he was on a press junket, that's what would happen. But no, that was not the case. Okay. Um, one of them is that he's doing a, what does it say? It is a faithful retelling of King Arthur's legend. Does that mean he's not going to have a mouse pull a sword from a stone? I don't understand. <laughs> Brainy. <What? laughs> I'm just, I was trying to not laugh Um, for I mean, my hope is that this is Zack Snyder announcing that he's making a Spamalot film. Um, we, we also have to remember the mouse is uh, a different company than what Snyder's used to working with. Right. I mean, you could take the King Arthur legend anywhere, I suppose. But, you know, it's like, isn't that the best retelling is the Disney original? And then you have Spamalot and then you have everything else. True. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it's now Once in Future. See, now, if they said he was making a Once in Future movie, I wouldn't have even included that headline in the joke. Like, because I'd be like, all right, I'm in. So, you know, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Camelot in the future. 
Yeah, uh, he, he can take a good take on that. In fact, we should take a good take on that. Huh. Absolutely. I mean, Kieran Gillen set it up. I mean, it's ready for adaptation. Yep. Right? Did he write Once in Future? Am I do I have that wrong? No, no, you're right. Kieran Gillen did yeah. write uh, Once in Future. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I could be totally into it Um, if that's what he's doing. But if he's just like, I'm going to tell my version of King Arthur, it's going to be eight and a half hours, and we're going to have four minutes of original footage, I'm going to come unglued. <laughs> More unglued than I already am. Like, the, I mean, he talked about that there's a black and white cut of, of uh, what did he call it? Justice's gray version of Justice League. Like, really? Just release your cut, let it be terrible, and let's move on. I like Justice League Noir. You should just call it. That would work. And he should have just like voiceovers and no actual dialogue. Just like narration. Right. <laughs> she walked into my office, see, and she was wearing this weird outfit and she had a lasso on her waist. <laughs> she said she was from an island called Themyscira. Never heard of it. She looked pretty, so I went with it. Kyle, I, I, you need to take Justice League. <laughs> Put it on mute and just record yourself voicing right there. I think we need to release that. I could do Peter Lorre as well if we need a Maltese Falcon feel. My Peter Lorre's not as good as my Humphrey Bogart, but, you know, I can't do Peter Lorre if I need to. But, no, it's, you know, okay, so they're going to release it in black and white. Is that going to mean that it's all of a sudden not the thing we've been waiting three and a half years for that's – two days long and doesn't actually change well, anything. I'm surprised that you're waiting for anything for three and a half years done by Jack Snyder. I mean, it's, it's Zach, Zach Snyder, sorry. Um, three and a half years is a long time to wait for any movie. Except Star I mean, Wars, not even Star Wars. Nowadays, but it feels years. like you've been waiting like forever for this thing. Like The movie came out and he's like, that's not the edit I wanted. I'm going to put out my own edit. And we've been waiting and 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 we it's just like it took Wonder Woman came out faster, it felt like. I mean it did come out faster. It did. I don't know. That's just that's just my my thing. And then the other one is that he comes out and he defends a scene from Batman versus Superman that the whole world has made fun of. Um I didn't even bother reading the interview or reading the article because I walked out of the movie. So I'm not sure it would have helped. Um, you said there's only one scene that people make fun of. <laughs> well, no, he said he's defending the most mocked scene and I'm going, you mean the entire film? <laughs> uh, I, I can't do it. I was going to defend the film, but I can't do it. It it, it even lost me. So Uh, I try to give almost every movie a shot, no matter what, except for Napoleon Dynamite. I can't get into that. Uh, Right. That and Avatar The Last Airbender, I couldn't finish that. I tried to finish it. I couldn't do it. I I just could not do it. Uh, Yeah. I think those are the only two movies. Walked out on. Because I feel like I've, Mm -hmm. you know, I spent the money, so... Uh, and, well, in its defense, I think I won the tickets. Okay. So it wasn't actually out anything. So I'm like, I'm just going to leave now. I'm going to take this popcorn and like go stare at the wall. It probably just is entertaining. Um, I also did the same thing for Suicide Squad. So, well, you know. Well, I, I I couldn't leave because I went to the movies with Dan DiDio. <laughs> oh, I definitely would have liked that. Makes it harder. Well, I'm sure I thought it was a fine one time through movie for me, but there were some big things that were wrong. And I, you know, I try to give every single movie the benefit of the doubt that again, it's, it's the creator's uh, point of view. It's, you know, they're, they're presenting how they see the characters, how they portray the team. 
but there's still got to be a little bit of continuity, not 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 absolute, but at least some similarities where you can say, oh yeah, you know, I remember this story arc. This makes sense. I understand what he's doing. But that 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 movie had way too much disjointness from everything, including the other movies, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. So there was another story that came out uh, in, in, in this is, see, when I host this thing, uh, it's going to be way different than when Mark does it because everything I see comes through the lens of a joke. So uh, in, the, in a first for John Cena's career, Suicide Squad is apparently no holds barred, which means uh, Vince McMahon can't protect him. Um, but no, James Gunn has taken a social media to reveal that the creative freedom he received on the Suicide Squad led to a no holds barred film. Um, okay. I think that's better. Any film with Idris Elba where there's no restrictions means it's probably going to be okay. Uh, Idris Elba, again, could probably act paint drying and I'd be in, so not angry. Speaking of Elba's, um, you know, the other Alba, Alba, uh, has a TV show on Netflix. LA's Jessica finest. Alba? Jessica Alba. What's it called? LA's Finest. It's uh, a modern day take on Bad Boys. Oh, it's not a modern day take. It's a sequel. Uh, Isn't it? It's it's Gabrielle Union's character from the original movie is like the leader or the boss. Yes. And it's the new generation. Yes. So, yeah, it's like it comes after. It's a continuation on the timeline. Um, in my opinion, it was similar to... Batman Superman, where I had to force myself to watch the entire show. I had I had high hopes going into it, just because you know I'm, I'm a Jessica Alba fan, and you know I admire her for what she's done outside of the theaters and everything, everything she's built. So uh, I was excited to watch it. I was disappointed with the show personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean she's great. I thought it was a great premise. I liked Bad Boys. Um, you know. Even if Will Smith didn't have a line where he could mispronounce the letters T-H with F, um, I thought it was a good movie. So, uh, you know, I was really excited for this. And I'm going to watch it. I really am. But if it's disjointed or it feels weird, it's probably one of those that I'll be happy to stop in the middle. Um, I think it does get better at the end. But by that time, I've already I've invested enough time. I'm like, all right, let's see where it's going. Personally, I I was disappointed. I, I expected more from it. I, I think the acting lacked. I think some of the story lacked. Um, but that might have also been a result of you know what's going on. Maybe the pandemic just restricted them from doing what they were planning on doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if that's not something we're going to see in films and TV for a while, where it's hey, we you know everything feels a little more like a bottle episode because they're shooting it in one location on one set and not getting all of the stuff they would normally get because that's the safest way to quarantine. Yep. You know, it's the safest way to protect everybody. So my, my question is, is I wonder if we're not going to see shows that might normally only get one season, get two because networks and platforms are going to say, well, we'll give them another shot to make it, post-vaccination. Contradictory to that, um, and I think Ms. Jim will agree as well, you know, WandaVision has done exactly the opposite, you know. I I know, Mm -hmm. Kyle, you're not that fond of WandaVision, but, I mean, they produce a show that almost everybody's going, hey, yeah, when's the next episode coming out? Right, Ms. Jen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a water cooler show. Where every yeah. talk about it every every day like at you know one minute after it's aired on in the middle of the night people are trying to to chat it so <laughs> in fact the Mandalorian was done this during the pandemic as well so it's doable right yeah. right I mean some of these uh, a lot of shows are getting shot like in Australia and places like that where they've got real low infection rates or no infection rates, which I think helps. But a show like, um, you know, uh, LA's finest the, was a shot in LA. LA's finest. You can't, you can't, you can't, Melbourne doesn't look like LA. It just doesn't, you know, 
Um, and WandaVision, you could do anywhere. You could most of WandaVision probably could have been shot on a soundstage. Yeah, it probably was shot in a stage. So yeah. you 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 can really bubble that way. Uh, the sh- one of the shows I'm thinking of is Call Me Cat on Fox, which is Maya Bialik starred in and produced by her and Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory. It's not great, <laughs> but the thing that made the show it's based on Miranda, the BBC show, great is that there were a lot of Miranda out in the world getting to see things, you know, and interact as a clunky grown up. <laughs> you know, I'm going to call her a clunky grown up because that's what I call myself. Um, but this show feels like a bottle. Everything is in one of three locations and you can't really expand the world at all. And so, I mean, that that's a thing. I think we're going to see shows exist longer than, than they would have were they not shot in this time? So I'm willing to give everything a chance. So you brought it up. WandaVision episode six came out. Definitely. Do you, huh? I did not get to watch it, but you it, don't worry about spoiling things for me because who knows what I'm um, gonna... What was the end of episode five? We also have episode five, right? Yeah, we we talked about episode five last week. Um, Remind me, I just want to make sure that was the one where somebody appears at the door. Yes. Yes. Okay, I, I just want to make sure that was in episode six. So episode no. six basically just continues on to that the Halloween episode. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't too much of a new reveal in episode six, as far as I can, without spoiling anything. Um, yeah, there's not very much new development in there. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah, Michelle. We're trying not to spoil it. I, I, without spoiling it, here's what I can say: Episode six didn't bring anything new to the party. It definitely did not. Um, it might have clarified some previous things that were left unclarified um, as it relates to vision in this world that exists and as it relates to some other characters who we know go on to be other things but it doesn't actually progress the story forward that much um, yeah it absolutely except at the very end I would say the last 30 or so seconds um and, and without explaining anything, you see Wanda's powers really hit full throttle. Is you know, I don't think that really spoils what happens so much as it, you know, just kind of says, "Hey, yeah, this is a level of well uh, power we haven't seen from her yet." And um, and I, I think that's what the episode was all about—to show what her limitations are and where she can go. I, mm-hmm. I think it shows that she's restricting herself from using her full powers. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they show you that one scene where, oh, yeah, she's got more power than what we know, what we're really seeing. Um, right. I saw a meme today that just wrecked me, and I laughed so hard. Uh, it's the boys from WandaVision, her kids – uh, in a split screen with uh, the the lead and his uh, the lead and his buddy from Kickass, and how they're basically the same, and how we need to bring the universes together. <laughs> I mean, which was great, um, but I don't Wait, know if my brain can handle Mark Millar writing Wandavision. Was Kickass a, a Fox Studio film? Uh, I don't even remember. Because that will be actually interesting to know where the rights to that film went. Because, you know, Millar isn't really associated, but if the rights to the film went to Disney... Well, all of his stuff's at Netflix now. Yeah, that is true. So I don't know, even if even if the rights aren't with him specifically, if Netflix would get right of first refusal on something with that. I don't know how that works. Yeah, but I think the movie came out before he signed a deal with Netflix, so it's a... Uh, yeah. Know, it's, Right. I mean, anyway. even if they have reverted to him, if he wanted to do something, would he have to give it to Netflix and say, do you want this or not? Yeah. Right. A first refusal. I don't, I don't know. Um, Correct. 
other other news, uh, Static Shock is on HBO Max. Uh, 90s Kids Rejoice. Um, because that was that was the first non other than the Ninja Turtles cartoon, it was the first non underwear on the outside superhero cartoon we had. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're my age. You know, I there were, you know, because X Men we're a little young for X-Men, my people my age, um, in their early 30s. Maybe we're a little young to fully grasp X-Men uh, when it was on in the 90s. Um, um, I don't know. I, I remember X-Men, so, I, you know, um, it's it – wasn't Batman Beyond before Static, though? No, no, I don't, I don't remember that. No, because in theory, you know. Anyway, um, let's put it this way: I will say this: it's the first one I remember. Um, I remember X Men being on and not really liking it because I didn't, re- I didn't fully get what mutants and stuff were at three, four, five years old. Yep. Um, you know, but I knew what Spider Man was. I knew what the Ninja Turtles were, and then I remember Static. And I had no idea that it was a comic book, but I knew that he was a superhero. And that was all there was. You know what I mean? That was that was the connection I had with it. Um, and so the fact that it's back just continues the nostalgia train that people in their early to mid-30s get to live in right now. Um, with the return of dinosaurs to Disney Plus and uh, seven or eight other things. So... By the way, the answer to our question about Kick A was that it uh, was Lionsgate slash Universal. There yeah. Go. Which basically means they don't have the. It didn't go to Disney, so. Mm-hmm. Right. What else? Uh, anything else happened in the world that anybody else got a chance to see? I realize that Jen has been Amish most of the day. But when the power went out, I was uh, binge watching Bridgerton. Don't start because you will not be able to put it back down. I'm just telling you, (laughs) doesn't matter who you are, male, female, or whatever. It's it's on my list. It's good. Um, It it sounds like it's another Downton Abbey. So um, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) If you guys, there's. Yeah, uh, Romeo and Juliet, like that kind of feel, or um, yeah. Are we talking about the classic Romeo and Juliet, or are we talking about the '90s Romeo and Juliet? DiCaprio, DiCaprio. where where you mix the genres, so you like it's definitely supposed to be Regency. You know, it's supposed to be Regency, but there's so much modern stuff that kind of like sneaks its way, and they're like zippers. <laughs> so one of the actors from Bridgerton was on Graham Norton this week and they start talking about Bridgerton and he's talking about some of the romance scenes is what I'm going to call them romance scenes sure. and the fire alarm in the studio started going off and they go Bridgerton is so hot <laughs> that it's setting off the fire alarm in the studio right now like and that is a great description of that show <laughs> it is for a period piece, it is very good. And it's not too strict to one particular period of time. It's kind of got that flow in there. Um, but that Romeo and Juliet's, what is that, 25 years old now? I think yeah. so. Leonardo. Um, and that debate that sparked a debate that Jen and I were both on on Facebook about best Shakespeare adaptation for film. <laughs> I guess you missed my comment on that one. I did. What'd you say? Lion King was the best Shakespeare adaptation on film. Oh, I remember that now. <laughs> Not wrong. Point. Not wrong. Not wrong. Brainy wins. Moving on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare day when I don't quote much ado about nothing. Oh, we still uh, we still have a few hours left. <laughs> my uh, my response to that was, uh, if you get a chance, uh, BBC has it. It's on some of the streaming services. Uh, they did a televised version of Real Shakespeare's uh, Hamlet with David Tennant playing Hamlet. Uh, and this was the show he left to go do Doctor Who. 
So he looks vaguely like the doctor. He's got spiky hair, you know, and he's, but he's dressed like in, in that garb and he's doing Hamlet and he is the definitive Hamlet. Like whenever Royal Shakespeare mounts a Hamlet production, he, they have to ask him first. And then he goes, nah, I can't do it. I'm making a show. And then they cast somebody else. Like that's the rules. Uh, it's really good. And then uh, P- uh, PBS did a version of Much Ado where they uh, – the, and it came out before Hamilton. But I'm going to say they Hamiltonized it. Um, it's uh, all people of color and it's all hip-hop. Ooh. And it's amazing. I think it I- was part of the great performances. So – um, since guys, just since we've been talking, there's more Zack Snyder news. What now? <laughs> Snyder's Justice League has a scored 10 minute intermission for theatrical release. Did you break? I remember that. I'll be right back. <laughs> You're gonna watch it for the next ten minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just gonna quit now. I just <laughs> now I remember hearing something about it, uh, a little theatrical release coming out for that movie, but uh, I think they're doing it with the director's cut or something like that, or the cut scenes. They're just showing that ten minutes of the cut yeah, scenes. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I mean, if the last movie I went to that gave you an intermission was. The Grindhouse double feature with Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. I'm going, I don't need an intermission in a movie. I need to not drink a large soda before a movie, but like I need don't need an intermission in a movie. It's fun to watch like go to watch older movies like Ben Hur that I think have a built-in one. There's just like plays. It's like Intermission time. <laughs> just... Well, if you've ever watched uh, Bollywood movies, you know there, there's always an intermission. Except for you know more recent ones, but there's always an intermission because those movies last about three hours, three and a half hours long. <laughs> um, so you know, it's like we're always waiting for okay, where's the intermission? That's also the freaking you know the the, the where the plot thickens is oh intermission, <laughs> right? Right. There's always that cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, and it's I. What I really want is for instead of him having a scored intermission or a themed intermission or whatever, I just want the old school. Let's all go to the movies. <laughs> you know, you can watch all those on Amazon. I mean, I'm sure he could license them, right? You know, yeah. You know, after a certain point, you have to just say, "All right, you know what? This movie sucked. I'm done with it." Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say suck, but yeah, it wasn't as good as I expected it to be. I'm done with it. Let's move on. Uh, rather than defending it as much as he is. And again, I'm not, you know, criticizing. Maybe he did do a better job at editing, did uh, ruin it. You never know. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's true, uh, but it makes me think what is the intermission song? Like every concert you go to, right? You have an intermission song. Sure. Like this is this is your. I'm going to go get a drink. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go buy my merch during this song. Like if, if you had to pick a song from, you know, what would you put in a Batman movie as the intermission song? The original Batman yeah. theme. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm thinking. Or the, you know, the, from, from the sixties TV, the sixties TV show. Yeah. And then you could do the one from the, the the TV show with George Reeves for Superman, or or the Batman uh, the Prince version of Batman. No, Bat Dance. Yeah, the oh. Bat Dance. <laughs> Kyle, remember to put that in the mix. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I actually have one for you for this week. By the way, I got a request. Okay, I got one. I'll t- I'll text it to you later because Sounds I got to look up the name of the actual song. I heard it on TikTok and it's been stuck in my head for two days. I'm like, I'm gonna have Brainy put it in the mix because it's perfect. All right, well, what does it sound like? Uh, it's already a club mix. I just gotta go find the YouTube, the TikTok video. I saved it. I just gotta find it. It's a yeah, it's a AWOL Nation song with a club mix put over it. So okay, yeah, yeah. just let me know. I'll, I'll you know I'll, if I can work it in, I'll work it in. Yeah, I've, I've been. No, um, I've been mentally shifting my 
music focused because I'm going to be starting an R&B show soon. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of not divided between R&B and uh, club mixing, which is very interesting in my head. Because <laughs> in, in my office, I'm sitting there listening to R&B music, uh, trying to get back into it. In my car, it's club music. And it's just like, man, I'm going to be... It's going to well, be interesting. So, do you... Uh, okay, this is fine. Do you guys have Spotify accounts? Of course. Um, do you do you, do you look every look at your Spotify Discover Weekly? Discover what? Your Discover Weekly playlist? Uh, no, but I should start looking at it. So last week, my Discover Weekly was all like folk music and roots music because I'd been listening to. Uh, I had like gone on a Joe Cocker kick and like I'd been listening to. That and this week it's all like Irish drinking songs because of the <laughs> sea shanties meme on TikTok. And I'm pretty sure Spotify goes, This person is multiple personalities. <laughs> I, I think the same thing with Facebook, uh, because I get different ads every day. Uh, I get, I I get one very <laughs> yeah, you got to tell us about that one. Oh, uh, so for the work I do for the experience, right, I'm always buying and I'm always looking for animation, you know, background animation, motion graphics, that kind of stuff that I can, rather than having to build it all myself all the time, I can splice in. And so all of my ads are for those or for very expensive video equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got an ad for a $60,000 camera. Um, that is so high definition. Even an IMAX isn't high definition enough. Wow. <laughs> they haven't. The technology doesn't exist to show it in that definition, but you could totally shoot it in that definition. Um, if you guys want to look up the red Komodo, that's what it is. The red Komodo. But yeah, I get those two very specific ads. But you guys aren't going to the movies right now, right? It was really okay. There was a movie that dropped this week that I think it think it only was like a, a tiny amount of movie theaters. I don't know if it also streamed, but it's a Nick Cage movie. I'm going to tell you what the movie's about, and you tell me what you think the movie is. So the movie is about a man who his car breaks down to a creepy town, and they tell him they they find him and they say, "Okay, we'll fix your car." but you have to do this thing for us. You have to go into this closed pizza joint and clean it overnight and don't leave. We talked about this. What does it sound like? (laughs) I think think we talked about this. Maybe you weren't here that week. Maybe it was me and Mark. But it's the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. It is. I want to see it so bad, but I don't want to see it at all. <laughs> no, because I, I, mean, I was going to go on, on Valentine's Day. My husband said, all right, the only showing I can find is at 10 o'clock at night on Valentine's Day. Do you want to go see it? We'll, we'll, and I said, we'll find out after we have our dinner. Because we were having like the all-you-can-eat like Brazilian steakhouse food. And by the time I got to the end of it at 930, I was like, well, I just couldn't bring myself to like drive all the way. It was like way across town. So like hop in the car and go wait across town to go do it. But just like it's I, – and I also don't like watching horror at night because I know it's a jump scare because it's totally based off this jump scare thing. Right? I You know, what's funny to me about this movie, right, is that, you know, when they talk about overacting, they talk about chewing on the scenery and how Nicolas Cage has chewed on the scenery in every movie since Con Air. And <laughs> – and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing all the time. And I think it's perfect for this movie. I think Nicolas Cage being as Nicolas Cage as he can be. Like we're talking purple Superman suit Nicolas Cage. Right? <laughs> is the perfect way to do this movie. Because the more real it is, the less fun it is. I think if it's just absolutely absurd and insane. And it looks like something Tommy Wiseau would have directed. Like... That's what's going to make this movie fun and successful, and you know it's going to drive it. Well, you you know where they're going with it because I think that the byline for the film is 
they thought that they were locking him in with the with those things, but those things mm-hmm. locked in with him. <laughs> right. If there's anyone who can win at Five Nights at Freddy, it's Nicolas Cage because he's going to scare the things they're supposed to scare you. Like that's the movie, right? Yeah, I just like- see. You know the scene from American Psycho where he's got the raincoat on, he's getting splashed with blood? Yeah. I just see Nicolas Cage doing that, except that it's chunks of fur flying and stuffing <laughs> wires and trunks. <laughs> you know? You have to change the dialogue. I don't know. Uh, so what else we got going on? Um we picked on Snyder. We sort of picked on uh, Cage. Uh, what's going on in the combo? Oh. Yeah. What what sold for you this week? This last week, Brainy, do you know? Um good question. Actually, uh let's find let's out. What's the new what's the new line yeah. called now that future state's coming to an end? Infinite something? Yeah. So that does that stuff start rolling out this week or next? I believe there well there's new future stuff this week, so uh, most likely next week. All right, I'm a. I will be right back. I'll let you. So I did. So, I did FOC for it. So I know the number zero of that line. It's got to be next. three weeks, two weeks. Yeah. It was a hard one to do, right? Because it was like we're just getting off of the future state line, and it was one of those that was, you know, some of the stuff I way under ordered. Number twos seem to have not gone as far as the number ones did for a lot of it. True. Um, kind of like the, the hints that they were dropping in issue zero. And then if you if you read the descriptions for some of the other number ones, you were like, one. if I guess wrong on this, I'm guessing really poorly wrong because it, it looks like it's got something big. And I know a lot of uh, publishers have pulled back on returnability, but this is one when they're doing a line-wide relaunch. I believe they really need to invest in returnability on that one, and this this would have helped uh, because we have no idea where Future State is actually taking this. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, weird because they just didn't they just say that the Wonder Girl Yara Floor thing that was supposed to go got pulled. Correct. Uh, that you know, and then we heard rumors about, uh, and I, I, I strictly say rumors, and more than likely just rumors about DC publications being uh, sold or whatnot. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you read that article or not. There's an article going around about it. Uh, I, I've talked to as probably as close to the top as you can, and I don't think any of that's. Uh, that's bleeding cool wanting to get clicks absolutely um, yeah I, I don't see either Marvel, uh, either Disney or Warner Brothers selling those two properties uh, if anything it, Disney might do what they did with Fox basically buy out Warner yeah that that's that might not even happen also because of all the laws we have around here I could see them maybe start allowing you know how IDW made a deal with Marvel and they've got their sub publishing deal going on. Correct. Affect anything bad. I could see some of that stuff going on. And in fact, you know, I, I would actually encourage it. I would, I think DC would benefit a lot if they went with somebody like boom or, um, you know, aftershock, which are both local to them. Um, they would benefit a lot from having them do it because they've got great storytelling and not saying that DC does not, but you know, um, I think they would benefit going that route with just having other smaller publishers publish their books. Uh, um, Boom's proven that they they were gonna they could do a high quality product when they did the Black Age Screen Lantern series. Yep, really beautiful product. It was. Um, 
going back to your question on uh, what did well for us last week, believe it or not, the number one uh, comic book wise, at least, uh, taking out all the Pokemon and everything else, Black Cotton number one from Scout Comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think we had the, or it's not officially released until next week, I believe. So that, that, I think so that I'm always so confused because, you know, <laughs> all of now had that for three weeks. It was the same thing with Shepard, which I think Shepard officially dropped last week, but I've been selling it for three weeks. So I, did. I was like, you guys just catching up? Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it is also throwing, you know, throwing up our numbers. because of like, hey, isn't I think the map uh, map maker, I believe, mm-hmm. comes out this week and we had it. This is just so I, I know exactly what you mean. It does uh, uh, kind of make it weirder. But I actually do, you know. I, I like the fact that publishers are doing this, uh, and I believe uh, there's other ones taking the same uh, same route. Yeah, I think that uh, I think two or three weeks ago, I called up Travis at SourcePoint and I said, "Man, I I am getting so bad at remembering if I've pre-ordered with with small press. I know about what I sell for you. Can I just make a standing order?" For this many number one, this many of every other number, and if I need to to juice that for anything, we can do that. And I don't yep. think if I mess up totally and I don't order anything, I'm still getting that amount of stuff. Exactly, um, and you know, the, the, I, I agree with you there. The, the smaller presses sometimes we, uh, in fact, what was that title? It's something I've been collecting, but because I'm not reading every day, um, I think it's I'm missing. Shoot, shoot, what title was it? But I think I have like the first two issues, and I'm missing uh, like three or four, three, four, five, and then I have six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking like, wait, how did we forget to order these books? Uh, what was that? I'm sure it's just somebody that's not on FOC, and it's just a line that your eye skips on accident when you're doing initials. Correct, and because you know when, when we're doing initial orders, we're looking at what we've previously bought in and what, what we've previously sold on our point of sale system. Mm-hmm. But there are times where the title hasn't even released when we're placing orders for, you know, initial orders for the next issue and we overlook it. And then, you know, issue number two gets overlooked. Number three gets overlooked. Number four gets overlooked. And we're like, Oh, we brought in number one. Uh, you know, let's continue. This I, I think that's exactly what happened with that title. As a reader, uh, so- I had that problem a lot before I got into my store, which was, I was always into the indies and the small press books. And so I would say to the owner at the time, hey, I want to add this to my pull list. I want to get this book when it comes out because I picked up number one. And he'd go, okay, and I'd get number four. And now I've got to go hunt two and three because that's how the orders went. And so, yeah, when I first started doing business with SourcePoint, that was the first thing I asked him. going, look, if I'm going to carry your stuff, can I just place a blank order before I order number one for the first four and then we'll deal with it later. Exactly. Uh, in fact, and that's something uh, we, in fact, lost two good uh, subscribers, uh, not last year, the year before. And remember, um, because, you know, their complaint was, hey, we, I ordered this and we didn't get it. Uh, of course, you know, they waited till like two days before the issue number one came out. So by the time uh, issue number three came out, we didn't have enough copies to get them number two and three. So, you know, we were trying to play catch up with it. Um, so customers also have to realize that we place our orders well in advance uh, of what the release is, what the hype is, whatever, you know, so sometimes we're going to miss the mark. Uh, and that's why, you know, I, 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 that's why one of the reasons why I try to preach returnability with publishers is that specific reason. We don't want to be caught with dead product uh, and neither do they, neither do the publishers. It's understandable, you know, when we're taking our risk, placing orders well in advance of what the book is going to come out. And sometimes we're only placing it by looking at the cover. We're not even looking at the stories. We don't get any previews of it. And we're, all we're basing it is on the little uh, five-line synopsis they give us and the cover of the book. And, you know, we don't know if it's going to be a hit until it comes out. Uh, and, you know, Travis, uh, by the way, Jen, Travis just reached out to me. So we'll be participating in that uh, program as well. So <laughs> I know, I think I know a lot of people who are, to be real honest. We're going to call it the Lazy Jen program. <laughs> that works. Right. 
<laughs> it should be the call. It should be called a lazy, or maybe just a comic book retailer program because we're all like that. <laughs> The remove several lines from your initial orders program. There you um, go. So, uh, other comic book news though that I saw, they're really releasing. I don't know. They're re-releasing certain issues of Invincible to celebrate the upcoming Amazon series, which is good yep. because Invincible number one is ridiculous to get uh, if you want to read it. Um, I, that's the free, they just released a free comic book day one and a local comic shop day one, so it's not. For readers, right. it's still available. Yeah, but I mean, for a long time, it was hard to get. Let's put it that way. Um, they had uh, Image First as well. I'm not disagreeing with you, but, you know. For uh, but they did. They made the Image First, the dollar version of it as well. So they didn't make enough copies of it. Whether the stores had it available is a totally different story. Um, yeah. And I believe um, there's a version, a foil version out there as well from a specific retailer. Exclusive yeah, and there was another retailer that did a color version, and there's some of that stuff that's out there. But Correct. You know, um, I, I, like I said, I think the idea of coming back and hitting certain keys again with a little bit of remaster, putting it back out there so the people who are finding it now for the first time from the show aren't kind of stuck in the, the situation they were with Lock and Key or with Umbrella Academy where they've Absolutely. either got to full trades or they've got to hunt single issues – I think it's great to give them a taste and then give them a trade, you know, and (laughs) invincible it's omnibuses, right? They're huge invincible omnibuses you can get. So it's, you give somebody a little taste. Here are a couple of keys at cover price or at three bucks or whatever. Oh, you want to read the whole story? Well, here's this $50 omnibus or whatever it is. That's a great marketing strategy for them. It is. It absolutely is. Um, And it's worked in the past. That's what their image first program was all about where they would uh, give the first issues for a dollar um, and I'm, I'm sure Ms. Jen did the same thing where you know we did the program where you bring the book back we'll give you the dollar off the graphic novel and you know um, I and that worked really well yeah. I did the same thing but I almost <laughs> never got them back you know um, I just have, they'd come in they'd buy the trade and I'd be like well do you have their the image first and they're like um, I'm going to keep it alright well it's going to yeah. be full price Exactly. It's okay. It's only a dollar. All right. No, that's fair. Um, let's see. Uh, Miss Jen CBR did a, a an exclusive interview with our friend Afua, which is you know just fun, uh, fun little piece of news. Um, and then other comic book news. I, I you know I didn't really see anything that caught my eye. Um. Other than uh, Kingpin is doing Kingpinny things in Spider Man again, uh, and there were some light spoilers on that. So, yeah, it really has been a quiet uh, week for comic books. Um, but I figured that'll all change middle of the week, right? You mean when uh, retailers get their books? <laughs> well, <laughs> at the end of the week. Between that and Comics Pro, I think we're probably going to find out some stuff. You know, midweek there's going to be some announcements that are going to be worth checking out, hearing about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Last Ronin does drop uh, number two, issue number two of Last Ronin drops this week, I believe. Uh, Finally, have confirmation if we what we saw on the last page was what we saw on the last page. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little I, upset with. Good. I'm still a little upset with one of the retailers out there, whoever got my hundred copies of uh, number one. <laughs> so those never emerged from anywhere. No, I, you know, I, the book as as hot as it was, I'm sure they just marked it as, uh, "Hey, just build me for these." Uh, if, even if they reported it as an overage, I'm sure they marked it as "build me for these," and you know, Diamond yeah. probably just build them for it. I, I I wouldn't blame them for doing that, but you know, it still stings a little bit that such a the hot title was left out. In fact, that's not the first time that's happened to us. It is what it is, right? I mean, I, I would never worry. Like, if I had five extra books show up, I just would figure that the person who was count was pulling them miscounted. Hundred oh. books. I know that's someone's stuff. A whole case, you know. You have to wonder about that. Or it might just be sitting, you know, somewhere in Diamond's uh, warehouse. You never know. I, I don't know. I, I, 
you get them in two years when they're worth a hundred bucks a piece, and you know you'd be dancing somewhere. Um, <laughs> I doubt it, but you know when that day happens. I'm a little, bit, video. I'm a little bit more realistic than that guy. <laughs> Just a tad. Yeah, no, it's, it's However, never going to happen. I know it's never going to happen. You know it's never going to happen. But if it does, that's YouTube content. That'll go viral. Interestingly enough, um, uh, going back to what you had mentioned about Invincibles, believe it or not, I found copies of Invincibles number one, first print, sitting in a box I had totally forgotten about. So, <laughs> yeah, that could actually happen. Uh, I didn't yeah, no, I, I'm really excited for Last Ronin number two. I've got pre-orders of every cover, uh, literally every cover. Um place that are going to be filled this time thank god um i won't have to do the mad scramble like i did last time to get all my covers um because you know i'm a turtles nerd um in fact ironically were it not for the pandemic i would be on this show debuting my new kevin eastman tattoo nice uh that we've got i would have got at a convention that was supposed to happen last weekend that's been pushed back to august uh where he and the tattoo artist have been communicating without my knowledge about what my tattoo is going to be, but he drew it. The tattoo artist is going to tattoo it and it's turtles. That's what I know. Nice. But you don't know what it's going to look like. Nope. Now, if, you can get the, if you can get the original sketch that uh, uh, Eastman did that even, you know, that'd be in fact, I'm sure he'd give it to you. Uh, That's what I want. And then when I see him, I'm, I'll see him at the end of the year. Well, at the end of the year, hopefully, I'm going to have him sign it, and then I'll have that tattooed next to it. So Nice. That's awesome. Uh, one thing I do want to say uh, on the topic of last morning, I do want to give a shout-out to IDW uh, for, you know, I they handled it. I, you know, we all had problems with number one first prints. Uh, you know, it was shortage allocated. They made second prints returnable. I believe they made third print returnable as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, so they went out of their way to make sure that retailers weren't uh, stuck with the other printing. So yeah, I do want to give them a shout out. Yeah. I and mean, they handled it really well. And I felt really bad for Pat O'Connell. Like that was like his first week, man, when that it hit. was like, yes. Oh, I felt really bad for him, but they handled it really well. Um, so we're almost to an hour. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about? Anything that comes out this week that we need to be mentioning? Uh, spoilery King and Black number four. Yeah, spoilery King and Black. I don't even want to go look when and see what people are saying the spoiler was. I don't want to. I don't want Donny Cates to yell at me. I, I doubt Donny Cates will yell at you, Miss Jen. You might. <laughs> um. Uh. For you know those. Oh my God! I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> that happens. Happens to me all the time. <laughs> wow. Um, I knew what was a book that was coming out this week? Oh, uh, they're re-releasing Aria. Aria. Oh, that's right. That comes out this week. I'm looking forward to that. But I, if I remember correctly, um. What did they add to it? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm done. <laughs> My mic's gone. Uh, so we've got we've got Donny Cates Thor twelve. Um, or Thor twelve that's been going. Uh, King and Black four. Um, just scrolling. Last Ronin two. Next Batman number four. Uh, Future State next Batman. Once in Future sixteen. Which, if you're still following Once in Future, we were just talking about it earlier. Um, Superman of World's End number two, which or Superman of World's War number two, which I'm excited for. I didn't think I'd like number one, but I did. Stillwater number six. If you've been following that amazing story, haha. Number two, Marvel number five, which is super fun. Um, Shazam, Future State Shazam. Yep. Uh, Did anyone ever confirm the name, the renaming of? Black Adam. No, okay. I'm relatively sure that was not real. Um, 
DC has a new book with Vixen called Truth and Justice. It's Vixen. Huh? I said it's Vixen. Yeah, I said with Vixen. Didn't I? Um, no, you did. You said Vixen. I, I just said uh, it's Vixen. It's that, you know, uh, it doesn't matter how you spin it. It's still the character right. Vixen. Still Vixen. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's. Um, I'll still check it out. I, I just don't know how excited I would be about it. I like Vixen. I think it's a fun character. Uh, Abbott, nineteen seventy three, number two comes out, which is maybe my favorite book from three a month ago. Um. Sorry. So, um, can we consider Haha a serialized comic book? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they are standalones, right? So, it's kind of interesting. Uh, right. So, books that you guys have been selling for a long time now. Uh, Recount number two, Black Friday number one, from uh, Scout, as well as Black Cotton number one. Uh, this week, holy cow! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so in fact, our recount number two doesn't show up till this week uh, because they split the they split our shipment, so we don't get our recount number two until this week. Okay, so yeah. this, this explains why my variant for some things didn't come out last week. Yes, I, I believe Black no Black Friday came out last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. From uh, uh, who has this? Uh, Black Box Comics, Shino Kage number two. With uh, yeah. that book has a Tony Moy watercolor cover. Uh, if you don't know Tony, you should be following him. He's amazing. Number one was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, there's a Mad Magazine this week, guys. <laughs> um, Did the two of them get like pushed back? What one? The last two Mad Magazines, and they get pushed back. Yeah, I don't know. This is – I just saw it, and it's a Spy versus Spy cover, so I'm I'm happy. And from Red 5, if you're a Red 5 fan, White Lily hits this week. Mm-hmm. Also, stuff from Marvel and DC, but yeah. <laughs> you'll see where my loyalties lie. <laughs> Did you mention a reprint of uh, Black Knight number one? Of what? Black Knight, the old classic Marvel Black Knight character. I didn't. I don't recall mentioning uh, other than spoilery, or other than four and spoilery Black uh, King and Black. I didn't mention any Marvel books. Um, and I don't know if you mentioned uh, Hollow Heart from um, mm-hmm. Vault. That looks very interesting. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, that's one that I'm hoping uh, I've remembered to put on my pull list. Uh, if not, I'm going to be in real trouble, and I'm going to have to beg Miss Jen to make sure she gets a copy for me. I'm sure I got you. Um, yep. And if she cannot, also, I'll definitely help you out. Also, Joe Pruitt would kill me if I didn't mention Shadow Doctor from Aftershock. So. Oh, yeah. Shit. thought that was – okay, yeah. Rare it is this week. Yeah, Joe Pruitt, don't kill me. I promise I'm doing that job. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, if anything else for the good of the order, um, bum, 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 bum. can't think right now. Uh, I think Valiant's re releasing, uh, or not re releasing, but releasing a new shadow number one, I believe. Okay. Oh, okay. that's a big printout. Oh, that's an actual invoice. <laughs> I stopped getting those. Oh, this is the one I just print out from the site. Ah. X Men Legends. Which I can't remember what it's supposed to be about. That's pretty bad. Uh, Vampirella Valentine's special is coming out this week as well. So, nice. What was that last week? That Vampirella was last, last week. Yeah. I think they might have a variant that didn't come out until this week, though. Yeah, I think that's what I just saw. And you're right, Miss Jen. And Young Hellboy. I forgot about that. Young Hellboy comes out this week. 
I'm actually intrigued with that one. Uh huh. I want to see where they go with that. Well, Hellboy that's not itty bitty Hellboy, but that's like mid 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 aged angsty Hellboy. I'm all for. Um. Yeah, I, I think the concept of itty bitty Hellboy was pretty cool as well. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, I want to see where this goes. Right. Like I said, it's you, you had itty bitty Hellboy, which was admittedly a cartoon book. Like it wasn't really Hellboy proper. Yep. Um, but now you're getting into that like weird angsty teenage Groot, except that it's Hellboy, which you gotta love. You know, Hellboy's always been angsty, even when he was an adult. So imagine him being a teenager and being angsty. You know, you're not my real dad kind of Hellboy stories, I think are going to be awesome. Plus, it gives me an excuse to wonder where Rasputin is. So, we lost oh, Jen. Two, two other titles to look out for, guys. White Lily uh, from Red 5 Comics. Mm-hmm. And what was it? What was this? You mentioned Shadow Doctor. Where did it go? I just wrote it down. Steambound. Oh, yeah. Um, that looks interesting as well. Those are both on my pull list. Yeah. I mean, I've got some stuff on my pull list that if you're if you're jumping in now, you're probably not going to fare well. Like Darkwing, number three from Heavy Metal. Um, Terminal Punks from Mad Cave. Um, uh, Pantomime from Mad Cave. And... Penultiman from Ahoy. But uh, if you're jumping in on those now, you might be a little late. But uh, they are all available on trade, though. So, you know, it, it is um, something yeah, that, worth reading when you can get the trades. Yep. I'd recommend any Mad Cave title. They've done a good job with their titles. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Manny over at Mad Cave. He's a great dude. He is. It, the entire crew is, uh, you know, I had conversations. They're all nice guys, they're, they're great guys. Um, and that could be said for a lot of uh, small publishers that we've gotten to know. Uh, and mm-hmm. Again, that could be said for a lot of uh, publishers, period. I think Jen's phone died. I think so as well. <laughs> In fact, this might be a good time to call it a night because I do have to jump onto my other uh, meeting, which I'm yeah. late for. Well, I will, I will do the job then. Uh, thank you, Brainy. Thank you to Miss Jen. Uh, thank you to everybody in Texas who's safe but cold, uh, who will be back next week. Hopefully, Mark and Justin and everybody will be back next week. Um, thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like The Best You, Woodlands House and Home, Cooking Off the Cuff with Chef Wayne, the Adventure Begins show, and Texas Storytellers, just to name a few. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21 over the air on your TV. All these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts, and I'm sure wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Uh, I've been Kyle. That was Brainy and Miss Jen. This has been Nerd News Now. We will see everybody next time. Bye.